We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Are listening to the Road to Miz Radio Weekly Recap, where I, your host at FF Kylie Kid, take you on a tour through the last week in Road to Miz podcasting, featuring clips from all of your favorite shows. If you don't know what Road to Miz is, Road to Miz is a sports data and analytics site with over 1,000 articles per year and a dozen apps geared towards getting you those fantasy championships and those DFS tournaments. Right now, you can get a 30% discount exclusively on Road to Miz Radio. Go to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. That's 30% discount on all the apps, all the articles geared towards winning you money. First clip this week comes to you courtesy of the Dynasty Tradecast. This week they are talking to us. Here it is. Sam Darnold or Tua Tagovlia, or Tagovlia, however you say his name, Sam Darnold or Tua, uh, start off with Dan. Are you taking the bird in the hand and Sam? Or are you taking some bushes in Tua? I'm a bi- I'm a big fan of Bush, honestly. I'm I'm. I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, I you know Darnold was one of those guys. I I just kind of thought was maybe just slightly above replacement level. I never I never saw an elite prospect. I, I saw some nice things. Uh, I saw some things that you know he he could be a fine NFL starter. I, I just never saw again those special traits. Um, with Tua, I think, I think he's got a significant ceiling. Again, it just comes down to those running quarterbacks, not necessarily running quarterbacks, but, um, the athletic quarterback profile that gets the injuries. However, Tua has a significant arm. I mean, he's, he is good top to bottom. Uh, obviously being at Alabama only helps, but he, he looks special to me. Uh, I think, I think he will be the QB one in his class. And I think, uh, I think this is one of those rare occasions where I would take the Debbie asset 
um, just because I don't think Darnold's going to be putting up big enough numbers for it to matter all that much. Go ahead, Russell. Yeah, I'm not a quarterback guru, but my God, Tua <laughs> is like, dude, I don't like maybe it's Alabama. Like, obviously, the situation with Alabama makes him look good, but holy moly, like, this dude is just I, – I, I have to. I have to go with him, and, like, we – as Nathan mentioned, like, usually I'm the guy to go conservative and just take what I have now, but, man, uh, the only share I have is is the one where I, I'm with Nathan – but it's unfortunate. I wish I had more. Like <laughs> I want all the two on. So see, I I want I want to say that Alabama has a big impact on on his breakout and his performance. But then you look back at like Blake Barnett and right. Jalen Hurts, and it's like you know they, those guys looked all right during some games, but they're actually bad. Tua Tua to me projects that offense. He makes them better in every aspect. Right. I would like to close out the show by painting a number picture for you boys and girls. Uh, last year, Baker Mayfield set the all-time college football record with a 12.9 adjusted yards per attempt. And this year, Tua Tagovailoa has a 14.3 average yards per attempt. 1.4 yards more than the all-time record. And like three games ago, it was like 17.9 is average yards per attempt. This guy might be the greatest quarterback prospect to ever live. Like. Honestly, that's ridiculous. And, okay, you say, oh, well, you got a lot of help at Alabama. He's playing, albeit, you know, there's not really any good college defenses anymore. But if there's any good college defenses, they're in the SEC. So he is tearing up the best talent at defense in the world at the college level. And it's at a level of no one has ever seen before. He's beating the all-time record by 1.4 yards in average yards per attempt. That's nuts. This week with more college football talk. Here we have Stephen Laco, Jordan Hoover, and Matt Wispy talking about the UCF problem we are bound to run into. If it's not this year, if somehow they stumble in the coming weeks as they get into a conference championship, it will happen in the near future. And really, it's already happened once with UCF last year. So without further ado, here they are talking about the UCF problem on the road to this college football show. Um, but before we before we get into uh, recapping last week. I did want to kind of just spend a couple minutes on UCF and just just ask you guys kind of what you think is is fair for them. Like, say they continue to win, they they end this season undefeated. Do you think they deserve a shot in the playoff, or do you think that it would be unfair to keep a Michigan, Ohio State, or an Oklahoma out of it? I mean, realistically, if it comes down to them and Ohio State, I actually and this may sound weird. Uh, I I think they deserve it more than Ohio State. By every statistical measure, um, they're a better team than Ohio State right now. Do I think they've benefited from a schedule that sort of favors them? I do. Um, but, I mean, they're playing with a quarterback that's as good as most. He's probably the one quarterback that we should talk about in the conversation with Kyler Murray and Tua Tagovailoa um, as being among the best in the country. But because he plays – in this smaller conference, he's not really getting the same level of push, even though they're going to go undefe- potentially go undefeated for a second straight year. 
what sucks for them is I keep hearing people say like, oh, we'll get in a bigger conference and then we'll give you credit. And they, it's weird that the public thinks that's like an easy task. I live in Cincinnati. Cincinnati has been begging to get into the ACC and the big 12 for the past five years. They're every opportunity that someone even hints at expanding Cincinnati is on their list. And every year these conferences keep like pushing more towards, well, we're going to keep our, our core. We're going to keep our teams that we want. And you only see these big shifts in sort of more established programs. And I I feel bad for UCF fans because the truth is I think they're going to get left out no matter what, because I think the committee will find a reason to put Washington state over them, or they'll find a reason to put um, Oklahoma in over them, or they'll find a reason if by some chance, Ohio State comes out and just rolls Michigan and rolls Northwestern. They'll find a reason to put Ohio State over him. And I, I do kind of wish they'd get the opportunity. With that being said, I mean, if they played Alabama, they'd open as a 21-point dog probably, and they'd probably get run off the field. But it would be nice to see it. Yeah. I mean, just really quickly looking at their strength of schedule, uh, Central Florida, that is based on opponents S&P Plus from Bill Conley. Uh, they played – They've played three teams uh, inside the top 40 in the country. That's Cincinnati last week, Temple, and Memphis. Obviously won all three. They haven't lost yet. They beat Pitt, who is now somehow uh, in the ACC title game, for better or for worse. And, um, yeah, I mean, and they beat an FAU team that I think has, you know, I personally thought would be much better uh, preseason than they turned out to be. But... I think what it really comes down to is um, there's always going to be a bias, especially especially now that there's the human element involved. I know that, you know, the people on the committee, the people behind the scenes that make these decisions can say whatever they want when the cameras are on. But we know that humans are biased. They, it just is the way it is. And, and I find it very hard to believe that put into a vacuum – you know, those teams that you mentioned, Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, UCF, you throw those four on the table. And I just find it very hard to believe that, uh, you know, a, a group of humans are all going to be like, yep, UCF over all of those blue blood programs that are going to have all of those fans and all that money. I just want to give a quick recap of what exactly would have to happen for UCF to get in because it's that time of year. And uh, people start getting really religious around this time of year, setting their prayers up to the football-based gods in order to get teams like UCF into the playoff. But realistically, this year, sorry, Alabama, let's just push them through. It's in Clemson, same thing. And Notre Dame, they're pretty much done. They're in as well. That leaves one spot open. Next, we'll have the winner of the Big 12. Realistically, Oklahoma is probably favored to get in, and that ends the conversation right there. But let's say by the time this comes out, we'll know that they either did not or did win against West Virginia. Let's say they lose in the Big 12 championship or they lose that game. They're out. Then we still have to eliminate Washington State. They're out. That still leaves us with likely a Michigan or Ohio State Big 10 champion. The only way I don't see them getting in is if, say, Ohio State pulls off what would feel like a miracle for Ohio State fans the way they've been playing over the past few weeks against Michigan, and then they go on to lose in the Big Ten Championship. I feel that if Michigan wins against Ohio State, they're a lock to win the Big Ten Championship, and that immediately eliminates UCF. If Ohio State wins, I still could see them stumbling against Northwestern because they've played so horridly over their past few games. But you see the type of chaos that needs to happen, and with just and with the college football regular season nearly over, it just isn't going to happen. I'm sorry, UCF fans. 
we stand with you. Before we get into our next clip, I want to remind you that if you want to support this show and the 10 shows that drop on Road of His Radio every week, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Road of His Radio. The $6 a month sub gives you access to the Patreon Road of His feed, where you get an exclusive weekly article as well as access to the community of podcast hosts and awesome listeners we have going on over at Patreon. In addition to this, just the $6 a month sub gives you access to the Road of His Live Sunday morning show. Get your last start sit decision set up. Get those final tournament pivots going. It's all happening at patreon.com forward slash road of this radio. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion. It's the sale you've been waiting for. Now through Monday, get a huge 50% off the styles you need now with 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, 50% off. Jeans start at 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Want fashion in a flash? Buy online and pick up in-store for free. Hurry, the sale ends Monday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 829 to 9-2 excludes in-store clearance, jumpsuits, rompers, bubbles, active license, and men's package tees. Clip comes to you courtesy of On the Daily, where Matt Jones, Anthony Amico, and Matt LaMarca break down the DFS slate every single week. This week, I have them talking about a situation I'm still not entirely sure I have a grasp on. That is LaShawn McCoy. They're feeding him the ball, and it's not turning it into fantasy points. I want to know how to solve this problem. Here they are. Shady McCoy, Matt, went for 27.8 points before the bye, but he's still 4,200 this week. Is Shady an obvious value or a slate-breaking trap? I mean, he's both, right? Like, he's he's definitely a value, but, like, he's definitely... Like, something's going to go wrong. Like, you can't really... You don't really want to bet. You have to pick. You have to pick. No, like, he's both. He can be both. Like, he's definitely a value, but he's definitely going to disappoint you. <laughs> like, compared to his last game, sure, he's a value, but, like, that doesn't... That doesn't, like, really excite me. He was against, like, uh, just an awful, awful organization. I wish Lamarca was here right now when <laughs> when he went off last time we saw him, right? And do you, even if this game is competitive, like, do you see them, like, getting out like that on on Jacksonville? Like, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's the same thing. He only had one target. Um, it looked like it looks like his targets are going down since the Patriots game. Like it's just something that I'm not really that excited about. I'm playing him, and I don't I don't know. No, if I'm gonna play him. I'm just gonna be pissed because I know he's gonna screw me. Well, like, I'm I don't gonna know if he's him. gonna be owned or not. To be honest, because I I think that like the Bills factor is real in terms of like perception, but like the game is probably gonna be pretty close. Like the Bills are only three point dogs. They're at home. The Jags have just like completely fallen apart, and I feel like losing that Pittsburgh game might just completely end them, yeah, uh, mentally. So like, I really like Shady. I feel like you've been able to run a little bit this year on the Jags, really the last two years, and they have they just have nobody else. Like I, I think that what we saw against the Jets is sign of things to come. I think that Shady is pissed that he's still there, and that they didn't trade him. 
and Buffalo is going to try to play nice and give them the ball just to be like, hey, man, like you could be somewhere else, but at least we're going to make you a, you know, a workhorse. Yeah. So I just feel like, have they even been, I mean, I guess, what was it? The, the Titans game was a close game. They haven't really been in any close, any like super close games. I feel like it's been no. like they've gotten, they've gotten boat raced or they've like just blown, uh, you know, a couple people out. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm going to end up playing him in GPPs, but I, I'm not excited about it. All right. Well, are there any cash or tournament plays you're considering that we haven't talked about yet? Um, yeah, I think Nick Chubb deserves to be mentioned. Yeah, you um, Nick Chubb. I do. I do. I, it's the worst. It's like, I don't know why I can't just like good offenses and teams, but I, I'm I'm willing to bet on his volume. Um, last week, he saw 23 opportunities. Um, and they only ran 53 plays. So that's something that if you're looking at like a percentage basis, it, you know, if they run 70 plays, you're looking at a, a crap ton of work for Nick Chubb. So I like Chubb quite a bit. Um, it looks to me, I don't know about practice today, but it looks like Drake has been a little limited. So you got to go Frank or revenge oh, game, right? Uh, you got to do it. Do you? 3,600? They're going to be down like 20 points at halftime. Mm, I don't know. I'm just saying it's uh, it's very hard for him to disappoint. At he does have like, I mean, listen, he does have like one or two games every year. I feel like where he scores two touchdowns and we're like freaking Frank Gore. Like, does this guy ever die? You know, how, like, how many, so how many points would you have to give me for a uh, prop uh, against McCoy? To, oh, I mean, like I, Gore. What would you take? Uh, Gore plus five and a half. All right. To add on to this, I just want to mention another player in this game who's getting volume that I don't think people are talking enough about. That is Leonard Fournette. And two games back, he has 52 carries and seven targets. And the thing I want to note most about it is that he's playing right around 50% of the snaps in the two games back. I do believe they're making concerted effort to only use him on plays where they think he'll be getting the ball. Running plays or plays where he's running designed routes, whether it be in the flat or actual routes, not likely it's Leonard Fournette. But on plays where they expect him to either be targeted or getting carries, they're making an effort to keep him healthy by lowering his snaps while still using him as their workhorse back. And according to Fantasy Labs, where you can find my DraftKings tiers breakdown every week, the correlation between running backs and the opposing team is highest outside of quarterback at the opposing running back position. I think stacking with Sean McCoy and Leonard Fournette in a game that's going to go completely forgotten is a really interesting strategy. The final clip of the week comes to you courtesy of Rotovis Overtime, where Colm Kelly and Sean Siegel are just talking about things they are grateful for in the spirit of Thanksgiving. I thought this would be a nice way to close out the week. Here's the clip. John, for the 2018 season, what have you been thankful for, I guess? We've already probably talked about it at the start of the show. Mahomes has, has <laughs> been... Uh, it, it's really almost impossible to adequately explain what he means to uh, Kansas City and the Chiefs with the size of the role or the fit that the Chiefs have in kansas city is it's just so huge it was great for the the city and certainly the team when the royals uh somewhat flukily it seems like uh, won the world series several years ago uh, 
people who follow baseball at all probably saw the massive parade that the city had for the Royals and all the buy-in there. But even more than that, Kansas City has always been about the Chiefs and the environment at Arrowhead. And, you know, from time to time, obviously Arrowhead and, and then the fans there in Seattle go back and forth fighting for that loudest crowd uh, record. And the, the atmosphere at Arrowhead, what the Chiefs mean to the city to go through so many years since Len Dawson and since those early Super Bowls with really game managers or placeholders at the quarterback position. And then to now be in the situation where they have potentially the, the Michael Jordan of football, right? The, this player who transcends what's happening in the game in so many ways and really brings the best of an Aaron Rodgers, a Drew Brees, a Peyton Manning. And, you know, we saw the mistake finally on, on Monday night with the pick six and the fumble six and, and those kinds of things, the inability to get that final drive where he somehow thought he could make a running throw of like 80 yards in the air on the final to, to Tyreek Hill. But what he's doing in Kansas City is great for Kansas City. It's great for the team. I think it's great for fans across the sport. Certainly, fantasy football owners, you know, the quarterback position has been so devalued. But to have a situation where a quarterback still does matter, and if you pick the right guy, and and so much of it obviously is my connection to the Chiefs, but for me, the the thankfulness of, of owning him on a lot of fantasy teams and, and what that's done in the fantasy season has been has just been fantastic and made this a really fun year as a fantasy owner and as a football fan. And and like you mentioned, I'm I'm very thankful for that. What would be the area or the player, the developments that you find yourself more thankful, most thankful for as we go into Thanksgiving? If we're looking at it from a, an NFL perspective, not a lot. Uh, you know, I, I always mention being a Packers fan. It's a season that I had a lot of hope for, and there's not a lot that's going to write. But you mentioned the quarterback. I guess I'm thankful that Aaron Rodgers is that quarterback. But uh, it is also possible that the result last week could lead to a coaching change. So if that happens, I would probably be thankful for that as well. So mine is a more negative one, but I guess I'll say I'm thankful for all the, the Rotoviz listeners and uh, getting to do the show with you on a weekly basis. It's been a, a hell of a lot of fun uh, through these first uh, 11 weeks. And uh, I guess that's that'll be mine to finish it on a positive note because uh, uh, football-wise, not a lot to be thankful for. Some teams head into the playoffs. I, I've really enjoyed uh, watching the NFL this season, as I mentioned not only from a, probably more so than ever because of the Packers struggles I've enjoyed watching other individual players I've enjoyed watching young players and how their development has been and that will bring us to a close for the week I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving traveled safe I know we didn't get our Zach Zenner breakout I'm sure we we're all waiting for but stay patient hold strong it is coming the prophecy must hold true I've been your host at FF Kyle the Kid. Make sure you check out rotaviz.com forward slash podcast as well as patreon.com forward slash rotaviz radio. Thanks for listening. This 
This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing Rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.